G'day and welcome to yet another, and why I say yet another, it's the second <laughs> second episode of the pod um, of the Bunker Boys. We do have uh, Captain COVID himself, Luke, with us today. Give us a wave. Thanks, Lukey. Um, but yeah we are back cover all things pre-season trial one dive a little bit you know when i say dive a bit dip our toes into uh the trial two and jump into our first review which is going to be a lynx deodorant can what uh what scent have we got here phrase uh we've got fresh bergamot (laughs) and pink pepper they've uh they've expanded these days so we've got a bit of a fancy one for you guys uh, we're essentially going to be stacking all of these up against the top tier which is obviously links africa <laughs> um we will be saving the best to last so if you're looking to uh have the review of that don't bother listening to any more of this until about 12 weeks time um <laughs> but we do have luke here uh luke give us a bit of rundown of what happened to you over the past couple of weeks mate um unfortunately got my third bout of covid not not ideal. Um, so I was absolutely bedridden for a whole week. Had to take the week off work. Finally feeling better. Head to cricket on Saturday. Throw my back out. So it shows how good I'm going. And if, if that's going any indication, um, my racing tips are going even worse. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did talk you up last week as the uh, racing tips day. And he did tip a $15 winner that he uh, failed to send out to the listeners <laughs> and the viewers. So he may be turning it around, viewers. Uh, he's uh, done a bit of a ride-up. Hopefully it's better than Tony's Brassel's best um, for you for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, have you, have you got a few for us ready for the uh, end of the show there, Lukey? For, for the end of the show. All right, we'll give you some more time to finish yeah. up the studying. <laughs> uh, you can sit on the phone there in the corner for another half hour. <laughs> Um, but that's all good. Um, anything else exciting happen in your week, mate? No, Monday? I can't say. I mean, I got the pleasure of seeing you in your whites on, on Saturday. We, um, we did bump shoulders, didn't we? We did, yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, that, that was good. Um, but, yeah, no, other than that, a bit quiet. Nothing much going on. Not as interesting as you guys with your, <laughs> your dodgy backs. It's, uh, yeah, the age of uh, 20, the, the ripe age of 27 isn't treating Luke yeah. and I so well so far. Um, plenty of injuries and plenty, plenty of sore backs going around. So, um, yeah, let's dive into it, though. I think we've had a ripper weekend of footy. Um, and, of course, before we even dive into the footy, I think we just dump into this testing system of the links before I do forget the best part of the show. So we do have a rating factor here. What we're going through is, number one, the oof factor. That's just kind of like, what, you know, if you're walking past a bloke with this on, how impressed are you going to be? So, that out of 10, if, if, you know, if you're head turning, that's, that's top 10. What if it's a girl? If it's a, whoever's got this on. We're just, okay. you know, gender regardless, that's what we're focusing in with links. Um, nose tingles, you know, is it giving you a bit of a flurry in the nose? Have you got to have, scratch it afterwards? Is that a good scratch or a bad scratch? So, 1 to 10 on scratchiness. Um, throat tanginess, obviously, does it sit in your throat afterwards? Do you want to have a drink of water? If not, 1 to 10, that's bad. So, we want to have a low rating here. Um, and of course the Candacor. So by the Candacor, um, these new cans are pretty fucking impressive. I'll show the camera. But pretty impressive this stuff. Um, but yeah, it is the uh, fresh bergamot and pink pepper. Um, I'll I'll just do a general misty spray in the area, boys, and and everyone just have I don't know, ten seconds silence, let it sink <laughs> are in. Not, so. um, are we not going to go like the old school under the arm? Or? No, it's just I, I think we're just going to general air spray. So we'll see how we go here. Just let it let it kind of sink in. I must say, I'm quite impressed. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh, this is actually alright. Uh, uh, I don't know what a bergamot is, but I think it's, I think it's the missing uh, flavour in my life at the moment. So, 
Um, I don't know, boys. We'll factor out of ten. What do you reckon? I'm give you a ten. I'd, I'd, I'd probably turn my head to be honest. You turn your head? Like if a bloke's walking past me, or or. Keep in mind, we're measuring this up against Lynx Africa here, so I think 10's the epitome. What's this one? So 10's Lynx Africa. 10's Lynx Africa. Um, and I'm, I'm giving that an 11. <laughs> you, you're the one that's come here, Luke, and said that Africa is the epitome, and you've already think you've found one you like more. So I'm, I'm concerned about the quality and the fucking everything else with this pot at the moment. Um, what about yourself, Fraze? Yeah, like you said, the... Not the the should, bergamot, yeah. Not, the, uh, not ideally... Sh- I don't know what pink pepper oh. is either, if that's even a thing, is or if they've like just the created sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mix between Himalayan rock salt and, and some black pepper, I think. Does, does Africa last for 48 hours? I, that's a good Ooh. question. I will have to come back to the listeners on that one. Um, I'm going to go... It's it's good. Very good. Uh, I don't know if I'm as brave as Luke going above Wings Africa. I'm, I'm going to go a nine. Nine? Yeah, I, I think I'm sitting at a nine myself. Um, it's hard to... Uh, I, I don't want to go ahead and just ruin the whole the whole segment before it starts <laughs> and break break the scoring system. Let's just cancel it already. <laughs> We're done. Um, nose jingles, boys. Did we get a nice little feel in the nose there out of ten? I did. We did? Yeah. Um, what are we thinking out of ten there? Luke, you go first. You I go first. Uh, give it a nine. Nine? I'd go a nine, yeah. Nine. I'm gonna go eight because it didn't really, uh, didn't make me quite itch. Um, throat. It's not sitting in the back of my throat, and we're a good twenty seconds. Oh, well, not twenty seconds. We're about two minutes after that yarn, but. Um, I've got a, I've got a slight tingle in the throat. You got a slight tingle. I'm, I'm not, not gonna resemble COVID. COVID. <laughs> it, it could be the COVID. I was um when we were just sitting there breathing it in. I'm, I probably did take just a massive mouthful of it. Yeah, I think I did. I sprayed it right in front of you, so it's probably. I think your 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 result is a bit it's just, biased. It's just from this <laughs> but I reckon I'd probably go. Wait, so what was what was that? Uh, Luke, I put down as a six. He didn't give me a digital a numerical value for his. What have you? What would you like? Oh, no, we'll go. We'll go five. We'll go oh, middle of the park. Harsh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And yourself, Rose? Um, I got a seven. Seven. Okay. Good team. Yeah. I'm. I'm probably gonna six with a six. So, um, and the candle I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, a bit of a water. I don't know what it is. Again, it's like a lime slice for the. What do, What do you think of the new twist tops that you spray with? I, I'm a big fan. It's uh. Simple, creative, uh, some nice, some nice noises. It didn't used to be that part, did it? It used to be something uh, else. No, I think it's been a twist off for a long it time. It used to be the vintage like. They used to have lids have on the, it, didn't um, they? It would have the thing, do you remember? And it'd be like twist this way for open. Yeah, I reckon it's that. been twist for ages. Uh, Luke, but... Luke obviously hasn't done much study before heading into this. <laughs> or he just simply isn't a Lynx man for the last ten years. So um, neither I want him to openly admit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, can decor out of ten, Luke. Uh... Yeah, give it a 7.5. Seven and a half. Tough judge today. Uh, Phrase? I'll go an 8. 8. I really um, like the colour scheme. They're yeah, going I'm going to go a 9, actually. I think that's wow. my favourite can I've seen. Which is probably the reason I bought it. It was half price on Woolies, just for a FYI. <laughs> I don't know if it still is by the time the listeners hear this. But you, you started off saying I'm a harsh... You ended with saying I'm a harsh judge. But when I gave an 11, you just said I broke the... I'll just say I was Luke, being too generous. Luke's a confused judge. We'll go with confused <laughs> instead, of, instead of harsh, so... But uh, happy with that rating. I'll do. I'll crunch the average up after this meeting. I'm not quick enough with Excel to get there yet, viewers. So I'll give a live update when we release the pod. Um, but that's Lynx Can One done and dusted. Uh, happy with that turnout. Uh, let's stuck into the footy. Uh, what do we have? We have the Maldi vs Indigenous game. Um, I'll probably start there first. I know it wasn't the first game of the week, um, but we did jump in. It was good to see. 
the likes of Hayes. Uh, we got to see Jordan Rapana rip it up. Uh, and I guess as you and I predicted last week, Fraze, it was pretty much a battle of the forward pack versus the uh, of the multi team versus the back line of the Indigenous team. What, what was your view on it there, Lukey? Funnily enough, this was probably the only game I missed of the whole first round of the preseason. So I was at cricket, hurt, lying on my back in <laughs> pain. If, if you're on your back in pain, mate, that's the first time it starts straight. But I did, I did, I did watch the highlights. Um, as a Bronco supporter, Cobo, Cobo looked brilliant. Um, that try he scored, I think, when they were down two. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Fended them all off, ran down the field. Um, yeah, impressive. Um, the hat trick as well he had. Yeah. It was, I mean, they're all pretty easy runovers. The other two, Latrell played a great ball playing game. Uh, I mean, out of the top there, apparently first game in his career with no with no tackle breaks. He literally had three runs for twenty one meters, but he did have eighteen passes. So, True. not sure if that's injury prevention, if that's him taking it easy, or him just wanting to play a a ball playing style game in this squad. So, uh, I'm very curious to see how he plays in week two. Um, I believe he has been named in that second team for the Bunnies or the run-on squad. I'll try and bring that one up in the meantime. But tell us about your impressions of that one, Fraze. Yeah, just back on the the Cobbo. I thought he was had a really good game. But did you see um see Kevy's comments about it? No, what did he say? Because you know, obviously how, how the podcast thing came out. He's like, oh yeah, he's a good bloke, but he's like shit coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevy <laughs> said, oh yeah, he played really well. I wonder who's coached him. <laughs> <laughs> so Ke- so Kevy's gone Stab right back, back at him in the presser. But um, no, nah, I was impressed. And then obviously, Paracute Hopgood. Yeah, he shit was lot of tackles. Impressive man. Just, he's he's yeah. He's what you guys need. I'm I'm very surprised Penrith did let him go. He's come through. Pretty sure he's captaining that. Um, New South Wales Cup yeah. side last year and he's yeah just exactly what I think you guys are going to need after losing a bit of a tackle machine in Reed down the middle there if you have someone else kind of stabilising the ship down the middle I think that's going to be huge uh, I'm, I'm curious to see more of his ball playing game or if he's going to beat off a much ball playing but it, he's obviously got the engine and the, and the body to get through the rest of the work so um, yeah. that's my initial impressions um, yeah I mean it's intriguing because like I remember last year we would obviously Madison was like kind of developed. He was off, like the first choice lock, um, but then obviously we'd start near Corey and then bring Madison off the bench after like the bit of the grubby work had been done. So I don't know whether they'll maybe do the same thing, like have good starts the first twenty twenty five, then bring Maddo on. But obviously we know he's having a holiday for the first three weeks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just want to put in a good hard effort early yeah. on. You're like, yeah, I, I earn my earn my spot. Um, yeah. And it's going to be very interesting how the rest of it pans out. So, oh yeah, it is really good sign. I think the only other big pickup I had from that game was how well Hines played. Bloody ripped in two hundred twenty-five run meters. He was hands on balls, picked up a try as well. I believe like he was just just on another level. Um, couldn't believe how well he was doing, and you know coming out of uh, of you know off a Dally M season, you would kind of expect him to almost take a cruisy start to the trials, but he already looked better. So. Uh, really good signs for Sharky's fans there as well. Yeah, hopefully another big year for him. Because, I mean, I remember when he left Storm, it was kind of like you knew he was good when he filled in for, like, Pappy and all that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the year he had last year, I don't think anyone predicted him to have that kind of year. Especially his first year, like, full year at a new at, club at and, uh, and well. half-back as yeah. well. But, no, nah, yeah, it's good signs for, for Sharky's, definitely. Apparently, the Sharks are looking to lock him up long-term. So, they've offered him... I think it's 
four-year deal, around about 850k a year. Yeah, it's like 3.5 yeah. million yeah. or something, isn't it? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he accepts. I mean, if he did test the open market, how much do you reckon he fetches? I'd say more than that, to be yeah. honest. But yeah. I Considering think he's won a Dalian, that would add, that would chuck at least, like, what, a couple of extra 100k on that. Like, You'd be paying, like, someone like the Dolphins would be paying him a million a year easy. Yeah. Uh, especially since they still haven't got their marquee half. At the Dolphins, I know Katoa obviously had a great game. I know we haven't touched on that yet, but Katoa had a great trial. Kid's only 18. He's still a few years off. So if you know Dolphins do tend to struggle early, they may look for a quick fix and pay overs for it. Uh, but, yeah, with the Sharks, they just signed on uh, Craig Fitzgibbon till 2027, I believe, as well. So I think if, if you know, if Hines is happy to stay there under... Fitzy and try win a premiership. I wouldn't see him moving yeah. for a bit more money. That's the thing; they, their windows well and truly over the next couple of years. So, I guess he's probably willing to take that pay cut to win that chip if they can. So, yeah, and we'll, I mean we're going to touch on the Sharks game shortly, but that game itself was really impressive in regards to just how much depth they have. Uh, pretty much a B grade side that ran out. Uh, I believe they versed the Knights and. They, you know, Fraser and I, we, 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 we rode off the Sharks. We, we, we're like, we, surely <laughs> the Knights win this one. And it was a, yeah, a bit of a dead, dead, dead game in the end for the Knights, which is even more worrying. Yeah, I remember t- I turned it on because I literally remember me and you going, like, how like much of a G up it was, then playing, like, Hastings and, like, the Safedi brothers and all that. And we were like, oh, yeah, it should be an easy run over. Just absolutely clapped them up. So it was concerning. Yeah, but I mean, We'll touch on it next. It's game two. We'll like, we'll jump into game one. Is there anything else you boys touched on from the All Stars game before we no. wrap up? Nah, I think we've done it all. Beauty. Uh, round one. Oh, sure. Game one was Warriors Tigers. <coughs> End score forty eight to twelve to the Warriors. Bloody. Uh, yeah. It, it's concerning for the Tigers, say the least. When you ra- compare the games of the Tigers and the Doggies, two teams that are in very similar situations, recruited plenty of players. Um, yeah, the dogs did run out more first graders in their trial, but if, with the way the Tigers played, they really should have run out almost their full team to get a chance to gel because they did not look in any way comfortable. Did you catch this game? A little? I did. I mean, yeah, the Tigers were poor, but I was really, really surprised with how good the Warriors actually looked. Um, a couple of their young forwards were insane. Um, there's a bloke that started prop, I believe his name's Tom Tom Arle. Yeah. Um he he led the pack. He was outstanding. He played I think a good solid thirty odd minutes to start the game. Um they all sort of hopped on his back and they just they bashed the Tigers. Um it's one thing Montoya getting a hat trick and their achievements of like the backs in that one game, but if the forwards don't lay that platform, they probably look nowhere near as good. So, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with the forwards. And I think, um, uh, what's his name? Jackson Ford, I believe, is yeah. at, at the Warriors now. He, he also had a really good game. And um, not to skip ahead too much to teams list, but I saw he's actually been rewarded with a starting, starting position. Huge. So, yeah, coach is obviously impressed as well. It was really impressive. As you touched on with the Warriors, I was probably most impressed either by Vilea or uh, Luke Metcalf. Uh, I know that we touched on him yeah. last week, saying he'd come over from the Sharks, and you know, not to put Sean Johnson in a bin at the moment, but bloody hell, he's pushing for that spot. I think it's going to be really good to have that competition and another young half that actually wants to come through. I know he tends to be 
that ball running player, so he's probably going to be more comfortable at one or six. I know he had the fullback tendencies, so I'm really curious to see if they can fit him in, what they end up doing, and how they pan out. But yeah, there were so many young young guys that just stood up for that Warriors team, and you know, so yeah, you touch on that Montoya hat trick. He he was on fire as an ex ex doggy. Uh, a lot of players go to the Warriors to um, die off in their career, but it seems like with the amount of players they've picked up, um, at least from that first trial, should I say, not to jinx anything touch wood uh, a lot of them seem to have continued to improve um for once so really good signs there and in regards to the tigers what were your thoughts there phrase oh i mean where do we start with the tigers i mean i think the standout for that was just probably i don't know i think it was montoya's first try where he just completely just ran over the top just bump stays and i was like because i remember me and you last week saying this could be an audition tape for stains to play fullback yeah I know it's a trial, but... And the size oh, was a worry. Right, like. the, the fact that they've got him and, and Dan Laurie at the back, both very slender fullbacks uh, in this game, I think they've probably got the skinniest fullbacks options in the comp, um, which is going to pose a lot of issues if they're going to let a lot of holes through and they've got no one at the, at the last defence to put anything in. So it was a bit concerning. Um, Can I have my first rant of the year? Go yeah, for it, mate. Can the Charlie Staines experiment just end? Thank like, yeah. full stop. Like, I'm not saying, like, no, he's not a fullback. I'm saying he's not first-grade material. The bloke at Penrith got gifted about four or five tries in his first game, and he had this massive boom around him. He then proceeded to stink it up for his next, like, two months in first grade. The commentators kept going, oh, he's so good, he's so good. And whoever his manager is... Bless him. Done a great ev- job. Every, yeah. every, every, every top NRL player should have him because how he got Charlie Staines on, like, I think it was a 400 grand a year deal is mind-numbing. So, the Tigers have taken a jump on him. Couldn't tell you why. I wouldn't have him anywhere near a team if I was coaching it. But, um, yeah, good luck to his manager and him because they're clearly smarter than I am. <laughs> it's it's Especially with how talented that back line is. I mean, if... Dane comes straight back in. Um, you still got Dewey to slot in. Is he going to hold that six spot? Is he going to end up in the centres? Um, Tommy Talao had a very quiet game, but Kapoor is a machine. He's come back. Looks like he's put on 10 kilos at centre, and he's going to absolutely tear up. Um, wasn't too impressed with w- Wakeham and Riley, but um, Stefano uh, himself was just back to his machine best. He had a pretty quiet year last year compared to the year before when he really hit his straps. But, yeah, I, I, it's really kind of worrying for the Tigers again seeing as though a lot of people were riding them to you know do even better than the dogs or jump mm. straight up there the one the one Tiger I didn't mind was Tommy Talao I thought I thought he actually played considering he's coming back from last year I think, you didn't I remember, mind he, him he did, yeah. he did have a pretty bad injury so he will have a bit of rust on him um, he was alright he was solid he wasn't breaking the game open but he did his job I can't remember too many times him getting beaten by like his, his opposition centre. So, yeah, he's one bloke. He can hold his head up high. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm just looking at team team sheets now. It looks like uh, Tommy's held that centre spot um, over Kapoor, at least for the next trial. So you've got Tommy and Brent in the centres. Uh, Brent Naden, that is. And then uh, Nofaluma and Mamalo are back on the wings. So a bit of a different or very different back line so far 
Um, and uh, unsurprisingly, after the round, you've got no Charlie Staines there. He's on the extended bench. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting if they've paid four, 500 grand for someone they don't intend to play yeah. in first grade after these trials. So a bit of a waiting game. Um, but that's really it for that. I think I think we're going to see a lot more from both teams this week. Um, we'll touch on, obviously, the, the lineups next. But, um, yeah, that's the wrap for that game, I think. Boys, anything else to mention? No, I think we've covered that. You beauty. Um, who was the next game? We had Knights, Sharks, the one we've already touched on. It, again, another really concerning round overall. Uh, talk us through it, Fraze. Well, I mean, like we touched on already, um, talking about how we could barely recognise half the Sharks team. They only had probably a handful of first graders in there. And then looking at the Knights lineup, we we were kind of already writing off the Sharks. I mean, we were kind of saying how excited we were seeing Hastings playing and the the Saifidi brothers as well, and seeing all them line up. And we just assumed they'd batter them, but I mean, it was the complete opposite. I remember just watching it, going like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, don't take away. You know, Knights like everyone else in this trials. You know, they weren't playing their best side for the full time. Everyone pretty much subs off their top players after twenty minutes, so. Wasn't expecting that, and Knights did, you know, back up the scoring. First try to Shark, second one to Tyson Gamble, but then Knights didn't score again until the 72nd minute. So, a um, lot of lot of concerns around that. Scoreline was still tight. It was 16 to 28 in the end, still within 12 of the Sharks, but that was pretty much a backup Shark squad and showed how much depth we had. They have, as we kind of touched on at the very start too. So, did you catch this game, Lukey? Yeah. Um... He was pretty crafty, the, the Sharks uh, filling fullback, Daniel Atkinson. At- Atkinson. Yeah, yeah, he apparently only got signed about two weeks or maybe it was even a week before the game. That would make um, sense, yeah. And, yeah, he, he played really good. Um, he probably doesn't got the speed of, like, a Pappenhausen pre-injury or someone like that, yeah. but he was crafty. I mean, he had decent ball-playing skills. Um, he was safe and, yeah, did his job, but he was impressive. It was. It was a good runoff, and they needed they need this fullback fullback backup. Um, it's a really good run, and some you know there's plenty of clubs that need a fullback like him. You know, Knights has got Lockie Miller, for example, who we'll get to see next week. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting. Um, I know Eero or Iro, not really sure on the pronunciation of that one yet, um, but did really well. Graham actually played well. I was surprised. <laughs> um, he, the footy last year was quite atrocious compared to his past times, and he pretty much ruined Talakai's perfect season at centre. Um, you can literally see the moment his stats just went downhill, at least with Supercoach side, having Talakai on my team for the whole year. Uh, it was a bit of a letdown seeing him go from scoring hundreds and nearly 200s all the way down to you know, 30s and 40s again. So really curious to see how that pans out. Uh, I haven't checked what team they're running out next week, but we'll touch on that later. Um, who did we have there as kind of the standouts? Um, yeah, side feeders are underwhelming, both under 10 runs a mi- uh, 10 metres per minute. Um, and per run, and Daniel had the two missed tackles as well in a really short stint. So, um, yeah, really curious how it's going to pan out. But, yeah, Wilton was the only one I had in there as well that kind of needs to lock in that spot. I think he's locked in that edge, uh, and he has been named there again. I know that. So um, any other pickups from you boys had there? Any other players that kind of stood out to you from that one? Um, look, if there's one bloke who always tries his heart out, I don't know if he's the most talented footy player, but um, <laughs> it's Kurt Mann. Um, even in that... Newcastle side that was at one point just looked so unlikely to score. He was still taking that hit up, hitting the line hard. So, yeah, I, I know 
Is it, you can meet Critical quite a few of them. I think you can hold your head up high for a Kurtman at least. Yeah, he's, he's the battler, isn't he? Yeah. I heard, because, yeah, he really puts in his efforts um, helping his mates out in cubicles as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in. Being, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really he's really good with his mates as well, so great great to have around, Kurtman. Yeah, how, how's Ponga coming out trying to make claim yeah, and yeah, clear it, up the air like eight months after the incident like it's like mate just admit it like got on the bags like oh, no one, we don't care now like just admit it it's but yeah trying to make a cover-up story i don't think anyone believes it um, why is yeah. it still in the news that's what i want to know he brought it back he brought it back up he announced a press conference to discuss it you know, a week before the, well, two weeks before season starts, and it's a great way to derail your. Yeah, your that, that's just idiotic. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think it's. I, I think we're really going to be able to see at least how it pans out next game. If it, you know, how the boys get together, if they kind of hold steady. But I'm really curious on that, uh, to say the least. But yeah, if we jump over, if we had bunnies and manly as the next game, um, that would. Probably one of my favourite games of the round. That was a good game. More so than, you know, I I enjoy this game just as much as the Dogs game, being a Dogs fan. So, um, Jake Toby, unreal pick-up. He's just... Yeah, I think now the the usual saying of the the, uh, Manly being a one... You know, a number one ship, and once Tommy's gone, they're gone. I think they've got a great backup now. He'll be knocking down the door the second Tommy inevitably pulls something or breaks his shoulder again. Um, Cooper Johns... You know, after our little joke about it last week, getting uh, future Co- immortal yeah, Cooper Johns, getting Cooper Johns and Cooper Cronk mixed up, um, I think he took, he took that hard. He must have listened to us and <laughs> it channeled his inner Cooper Cronk that game. But he played unreal. Hopefully, he's pushing through. It'd be great to have him knocking the door down for Schuster. Um, and yeah, and Chan Chan Kam Tong, he did really well. <laughs> Hopefully, I nailed that pronunciation. We'll find out as we go on, and <laughs> and we hear more from the Fox Sports commentators, but. Um, yeah, what did you boys think of Manly? I mean, they were actually impressive, I thought. I mean, considering, like, there's a couple of first graders in there. I mean, a lot of them have kind of featured in parts. But, I mean, yeah, like, I was really impressed with Cooper Johns because I know, like you said, we were kind of got the mix-up and we were kind of weren't too sure. But, yeah, I think it would really do him well. And then that obviously puts a lot more pressure on Schuster. And then whether they... Schuster's now like his first couple of games aren't too crash hot if mm-hmm. they stick with him or if they immediately flip to to Cooper but I mean it's not the worst headache to have either like you have a They've got good the young half there now. coming yeah. through so no that, that's a good pick up for Manly I think especially losing losing foreign as well um, but yeah like we said Cooper would benefit a lot playing next to Cherry as well so it'd be interesting to see there I thought um, I thought Ben Chaboyevic had an alright game as well um, he, he looks like a man now. Like He, he, does, was, he yeah. looked like a boy last year, and I reckon he's put on a good 5, 10 kgs, and he's got a bit of a stubble on his face now instead of that baby face. So, so it'll uh, be interesting to see if he can manage to maybe pull a bench spot or a starting spot even, because, I mean, he kind of jumped in and out of centre. He can do centre and second row, row too, can't he? Um, yeah. So I, th- I imagine he'll be up there and around the first 17 anyway, but no, yeah, it was good performance by him. Your thoughts, Lukey? Um, I don't know how impressive Manly were. You, they not, had they had their moments. Nah, they had their moments, but like, if you if you watch the game, they were down eighteen four off the top of my head. Um, South were attacking their line again and actually got a try, pretty borderline pass disallowed um, for forward pass. 
Um, I think it was in the left left hand corner. Um, if that's awarded, the score's twenty two four, and I reckon it probably turns into a blowout. Um, they actually used the momentum of that forward pass, went down, and South just completely slipped before half time. I don't know if it was inexperience or what happened but they just went bang 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 and the scores were even before south actually no, i think mainly hit the lead before did, yeah. before south even knew what happened um south sort of recovered in the second half but at the end of the day it actually took manly uh to be against 10 men to actually end up securing the win now the south side that they ran out i don't think was that much better than the manly one i mean Besides Blake Taft, there's no one in there that's really a household like name. I mean, there's a. It was a, pretty much both reserve grade teams up against each other. Like there was yeah, no so, no notable first graders in so, either so, side. So I'm not I'm not saying Manly were poor. I'm just saying I think I wouldn't take too much out of that game, especially with the Manly fullback, just because at the end of the day, he basically was still playing a New South Wales Cup game. It wasn't it wasn't yeah top tier oh, NRL if, first grade. Yeah. If that if Jack Toby can do that to reserve grade, it, you know it's a pretty easy transition from that point. If you're ripping up that much, I mean, even look at how much like you know Tommy Turbo ripped up just as much when he was mm. in reserve grade. So at least it's going to be interesting to yeah. see him play against men. It's obviously another step up, not taking that away from first grade, but I, I think he'll easily slot into that. And same with uh, Dion uh, Teopa. Um, I've mm. absolutely bottled that one too. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to work on my uh, Polynesian pronunciation. Um, they seem to get more and more difficult every year. <laughs> um, but he was just an impressive Cody Walker-esque out there. Had yeah, two tries, one try assist. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolute shining light. Him and Blake Taff. I know Blake Taff slotted into six or seven at one point in there as well. Did the kicking game, set up his own try. Um, so that was really impressive to see as well. He's at 14 for the trial uh, for next for this weekend, should I say. So... Um, he has been rewarded there. Um, um, do you do you know if that uh, I think his name's Fafida for Manly? Or was it Fafida off the bench? Viliami Fafida. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he actually I thought was maybe one of the reasons Manly did flip that game on half time. He, he came he came on. He had he had a really good stint where I think it was about two runs in a row. He just absolutely barged over a couple of the South players and got. Yeah. 10, 15 metres over the advantage line and it really helps like just launch their whole attack downfield. So yeah, he, he's he's potentially one to watch this week, stepping up to like first grade level, full yeah. string team. Well, he's got that 16 spot for next game. So he's, you know, they're, they're thinking of him at least highly. Um, Burbo is on the extended list. So really hard to tell what Manly thinks of their players at this point. Some of their, high, you know, some of their better players are on the bench there. Josh Alloway and uh, Morgan Harper, Zach Fulton are all on the extended. So... Um, Benny Condon that's, you know, just gone down there to get a start. Looks like he's not going to be anywhere near the starting team or the bench. So, um, just another student. Probably Charlie Stain's story there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, not, not much else to take away there. I, I don't know too much about the rest of the Bunnies line. I'm not sure if you boys have any more comments there on the, no, the Bunnies no, side. Um, but, yeah, big shout. I think that one was, was it Tom Carr. Um, he had the opening try um, for... Oh, I'm just mentally blanking out here. But had the opening try of the game, uh, had an unreal kind of um, season last season. Got it from Guru, um, but 50 tries from 67 New South Wales Cup games. So he's definitely another one that's you know probably on the on the brink, like uh, Luke's been touching on the whole way through. But really curious how he played. Yeah, Bunny, he's in the Bunny side there, so he slotted in, um, picked up the early try and was just yeah another 
another good one to be watching. Hopefully you can pick up some more game time next week. So um, I think that's about it from Bunnies and Manly Boys. Yeah. Sweet. Um, next game we had Panthers-Eels. Um, I won't even start trying to introduce this. I'll just hand this straight over to you, Fraze. Talk us through it, mate. Um, I mean, I, I remember putting it on. I got home from, from soccer on Saturday, put it on, and then I kept sitting there trying to remind myself it was pre-season. <laughs> but I'm sitting there screaming at the TV like... I mean, I have to give more credit to Penrith because, fuck, I don't, know, I don't know what they... What were you saying? They get some special powder in their milk or something yeah, over there. But it's just... They're well. phenomenal, that... The depth they have and just the kids they have coming through is just ridiculous. Um, I thought... I don't know, I thought we looked a bit dodgy. There wasn't too many standouts besides Russell. I thought he did really well at fullback. Clocked up over like 200 metres. Yep. Um, I thought Zach Sini did really well. Um, there's talk of him maybe, maybe sneaking into a to a first team spot. I don't know who for. Someone but yeah. um, is he a para junior? No, he He's came. T- he was a Tigers cult hero for one game. I think he scored a double or a hat trick oh, on the debut. Is he the blondie? The yeah, redhead. Yeah. The redhead. Oh, with the mullet. Yeah, the mullet redhead. Oh. And then Kat, and then went to the Sharks, yeah, I believe. Shark and then. Yeah, he played cup for us last year. But, yeah, he's probably... I thought he played really well. Because, um, obviously, the young Panthers back line was still quite solid. And he kind of yeah, made got, him look silly with that first try. So He's, he's just, got the centre spot for next week as well. So, he's, he gets another chance to prove himself. Sivo's not back into this squad yet. So, I think it's going to be a game of, you know, Cheney versus Russell to see who gets a spot in this squad, really. Oh, but I really want Wogger Blake to start. <laughs> We got one, yeah. So I think I think Lumi Lumi loses his spot on the wing. So you got Sivo coming back, and you've probably got Blake coming back. So you know, I think Cheney and Russell are both gonna be fighting for a spot, or at least to take over Wanga Blake if they're gonna. Exactly, finish. yeah. And there's also Bailey Simonson there as well. It's, so it's interesting. We've got just depth. elite back. Outside backs there. Yeah, put, from, put, so. you can put Bailey Simonson in the Charlie Staines category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bloke, I've never seen a bloke get so many chances through injury from everywhere he's gone. Oh. Like, from Raiders to you guys, it's just been the second he joins a team, every winger fall, falls apart and he jumps straight into the, the, yeah. the uh, starting lineup. Literally, was it, I think he was going to start for us anyway. Um, but then, I mean, he had his run of games and he was. That first game last season against the Titans, I was literally ready to jump on the field to hook him myself. <laughs> he was shot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The boy couldn't stay. I think three three of the Titans tries, he, it was him jamming in. Yeah. And whether that's on him or that's on the coaches, I don't know. But... So I'm going way off topic here. But no, um, no, yeah, other than that, I didn't think we were... I didn't think we were that great. I'm a bit worried if... Um, one of our halves get injured, either Dylan or Moses. Um, I didn't think Rankin or Arthur had a particularly good game. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think Arthur is your next Moses. No, I'm if a bit Moses worried goes. about that, especially if one of them gets injured or if Moses leaves. Um, yeah, not entirely confident with the backup we've got there, but... Um, I mean, there were a couple of positives. I mean, Matt Dory had a great yeah, game. Yeah, I was just about to touch on him. Yeah, yeah five runs to 72 metres. Had a line break assist, try assist, 19 tackles in a short time out there. He's back on the squad again for next week. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I, he was one of the ones I was kind of upset that left the dogs. We had way too many second row forwards in there, and he's earned a spot in there. Should get a run on over, you know, now that Madison's opened it up for us. Um, I, yeah, I know Mama C did have a great game, but I just I think Dory's got way more upside with the, the size and the, and the age of the bloke. I know he did his ACL, which is why he was out last season, but yeah, if he can lock in a spot, I'll be more than happy for the bloke. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, just one last thing. It was kind of why I was a bit more disappointed is that the whole forward pack is has played NRL. Yeah. Compared to the Penrith forward pack, which is like no, obviously no disrespect to them, but you'd think us with the more experienced forward pack should be able to kind of dominate them with the experience there. But I mean, credit to the Panthers. They credit just, to them. Yeah, don't know, they don't know how to lose a game. I don't think you could, we could talk. You know, almost two minutes on every player in the, in the Panther side from that game. There were so many McLean, Taruva, Jenkins, all had so much upside. They're all going to be fighting for a spot there. I mean, you can see why the Panthers happy to leave, let the likes of Stephen Crichton go when they've got these guys instead. Uh, I'm sure they'll turn Jack Cogger into the next Cooper uh, Johns or Cooper Cronk, <laughs> depending on depending on how they want to play it. But um, yeah, I think Cogger, they'll turn Cogger into something mean, and we'll see more of him. Uh, through origin rounds and whatnot, uh, and yeah, Maverick guy, he's his first grade ready. He's even bigger than last se- last preseason, and um, he had a, he had a cracking game himself. So 19 tackles, try assists, two offloads. Um, I think he's ready and the real deal at this point. So hopefully he he can sneak a bench spot um, and go from there. But any other comments on either team there, boys? Just another big year for the Panthers. I mean, <laughs> in, all, in all grades, so uh, it, it, more uh, of the same for them this year, I think. Yeah, I, I've got them tips to win the whole thing. I think I said it last week. I've got them tips to go back to back to back. Um, any smoky thoughts on that one, Luke? Nah, the one, the one thing, but I'll, I'll touch it on it more in the teams list when we go through them. Um, they actually Penrith signed Zach Hoskins um, did, from yeah. Brisbane to replace. I think it was Kickow. So. Um, Liam Martin's out still, I think, and he's a chance of missing the first couple of weeks. Yeah, so, first few weeks. Um, yeah, apparently he's going to play in the World Club Challenge on one of the edges, so big chance for him because he played all right for Brisbane when he played. He stepped in, so... He's got the chance, and you've got the likes of Eisenhuth and, and Jamin Salmon there. It was obviously the special specialist 14 for them last year, so I'm really curious to see wh- who gets a spot there. Um, I think regardless, like, like you just touched on phrase, they're going to rip up any comp they're in, so... Um, yeah, I think we play the waiting game and we'll touch on team list next. Uh, next game was Dragon St. Helens. This was a bit of a bore game, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I truly think St. Helens are going to get absolutely pummeled by Penrith. Um, 13 plus would be easy money. I haven't even looked at betting right now, yeah. but I, I think Penrith could run out their back upside and tear this apart. Dragons were very underwhelming. Um, it's so, hard to say St. Helens are underwhelming because I haven't really watched them play much. But yeah. against the Dragon side that they had, it was pretty mediocre outside of uh, Conrad Hurrell, um, the Superman himself, yeah. tries his 10 runs for 110 plus metres. So um, did you catch this one, Luke? The line on your earlier point is only 7.5. You're kidding. Yeah. So, so someone's putting plenty, plenty of money, if not a house uh, deposit. I don't know. If, I don't know if it starts. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it starts 7.5. I reckon you'll probably get closer to 12, but yeah, it's uh, after that performance. I mean, the Dragons, a tip for the spoon with their full strength team, they ran out a second string team and they were even worse. So it's not as if they can say, oh, we've got a couple of young kids coming through the ranks who could save us. No, nah, they, 
absolutely cast for this year. They've got an ageing team. Yeah, and it goes to show, if Ben Hunt gets injured, oh, yeah. the Dragons are in a world of trouble. Yeah. Like, there's no... Like, they're relying on Moses to fix, you know, play that band-aid job that he's played his whole career. Um, that he's never filled the shoes he was meant to fill, as harsh as that sounds. But, yeah, it's, it's concerning. They've got so many stars there. Oh, you know, stars that could be stars that just never stand up for the Dragons and so many young guys. I mean, Sloan wasn't there, obviously, either, but I just don't think he would have made much of a difference. Um, and, yeah, Jacob Little, unfortunately, didn't wow us. He's still not that star nine they've needed. They need someone that's... You know, they probably would have been better off getting Josh Hodgson someone with a bit of experience to help out mm-hmm. Hunt, but it's, I just don't think it's the answer. What about you, Fraze? Yeah, I mean... I, I actually really do feel bad for Dragons fans, to be honest. I mean, there's nothing that excited me about them. Um, and like we touched on, that's basically their regular backline, bar Sloan. Yeah. Um, and I thought I didn't think they had any impact whatsoever. Um, then there was an article that came out saying, um, oh, yeah, the problem solved for the, for the backline is moving Lomax to the left-hand side instead of the right-hand side. And I'm like, well... Moving he's one leave holes on the right side instead. One, I'm like, he's not that great. I mean, I don't particularly rate him. He's always good for a flick pass out in the full or something. Yeah. Every game. Um, but yeah, nothing really excites me about the um, the Dragons and nothing they're in for a long year, unfortunately. To give it to uh, Trey Stewart's going to be a great backup fullback for him, but it'll be another Sloan situation where you know he was lightning in attack, very shaky in defence, but didn't seem to be where he needed to be at all that whole game. Um, so hopefully and, he, and he dropped about three bombs. Yeah, so very shaky at the back. Uh, Sloan had the same issue, so if that's their two options outside of throwing Moses and by back there, which I'm sure they'll do and try to wow us with that experiment again. But, yeah, very, very concerning. I think Dragons do end up lower, and we'll, we'll get in touch on that next week when we... That was the other thing I didn't touch on at the start of the game, was we've got a week break after trials before round one starts, so we've got a week of... Lol. So, just <laughs> just nothing going on. So it'll be a big wrap up. I guess we can go through more of the top thirties and everything once they're closer to be finalised. But yeah, very very concerned. I think the only shining light out of that game was uh, Wellsby and Mackinson from St Helens. They played unreal. Talks of Wellsby in uh, in talks himself for a contract in NRL somewhere. I think he'd be a great pickup for three or four of the clubs we've already talked about at fullback. So. Um, yeah, really curious uh, how it all pans out. Any other any other pickups from that game from you boys? No, I'm just thinking no. what we're doing that spare week. Maybe yeah. may, maybe an Uber Eats of you or something yeah. to go with <laughs> the links. It's that one week where there's no sport going on. I think the the Australia India Test series will still be going, but that'll last two or three days again yeah. at most. Uh, it's going to be a very yeah depressing week. Uh, a lot of time spent with the misses. I think that week uh, I've got no excuses for any sport coming up, boys. So we're all gonna we're all gonna be spending plenty of quality time with the with the misses <laughs> coming up. Um, but yeah, that that's a bit of a wrap on that game. Next one, Storm Roosters. It was actually pretty exciting seeing both teams. Storm did what they usually do, find a way in a bit of an issue early, and then grind their way back to a good finish. Uh, I'll just touch on Storm purely first. That far longer was. Really impressive at fullback. Will Warbrick, the bloke that I told you that I couldn't find any highlights on, yeah. bar a 30-second seven on YouTube, he did really well. Did drop the first ball he had kicked to him and then came back and scored one or two. Um, not really sold on Jonah Pezzett yet. He had a pretty standard game at half. Um, he was the one that could be Cooper Cronk or Cooper Johns, so really <laughs> curious to see. If, yeah, he's, he's really choosing his path now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your take, Fraze? Oh, I mean... 
because the Storm is similar to the Panthers, obviously not the same level as the Panthers, but they've, they've kind of always had that kind of next man in kind of mentality, and I thought they all looked pretty good. Obviously, it was good to see Christian Welsh back as well. Um, he was obviously out most of the season. Oh, I mean, I think it was yeah, round he one. one he did, game. Round yeah. one, he did his Achilles. But, I mean, geez, like, the lineup that both teams played, I mean, that's close to the Storm's full back line. And then, unfortunately, Justin Olam looks like he's fractured his yeah, forearm. Yeah, so, What's that, eight, seven, eight weeks, I think they're saying? I think so, for? yeah. So that could open up a spot for someone else. I don't know who they're playing in the centres this coming week, but that's a spot opened up. And then, obviously, who plays fullback? Do they play Meany or do they experiment with someone else? I don't know, but... Well, I think Far Longer might actually get a crack here. I think Meany's kind of the, the general replacement last year. Um, he's always steady, but he doesn't have any X-Factor, and yeah. I think Storm need someone with X-Factor in their back line, especially if Olam's gone. He was, you know, he, he was that player that would make breaks and make something happen from the centres, but they've really got no one left to slot in there that can do that. Um, so I'm really, yeah... I'd be excited to see if they do pick Farlongo there. I'm out of it. I mean, yeah. out of the game, was a good finish. Uh, what was he scoring that one? I didn't actually write that one down. It ended up being, I think, eight points. Yeah, 24 to 32. So, Roosters did come up on top. Uh, Brandon Smith came on, had a great little cameo at the end there. Uh, I, if you're a Roosters fan, you've got to be excited, hey, Luke? Oh, it, was, it was interesting. You mentioned Melbourne came back. They actually had the ball with a minute left to go, attacking the Roosters' line, and they're only down four. And then, uh, what's his name? Cody Nikarima's brother, I think, Jaden Jaden Nikarima. Um, he came around at the back with a sweet play and tried to hit the centre, I believe, and actually threw an intercept. And the uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the Melbourne, um, yeah, opposition player just streaked away and scored. Um, and that was that was literally the last play of the game. So it was a lot look, closer, yeah. yeah, if if they do score with that play, um, we might be saying potentially Roosters have some worries, but yeah. yeah, it was actually a pretty close game. It was impressive. Jackson Polo had a great game. If he can have an error-free season, does he lock in that wing spot? Um, Luke Keery, Sam Walker, I think Sam's going to go to another level this year. I'm thinking him as a smoky of a super coach as well. Um, that's the only uh, smoke I'll put up at this point from my team. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jake Turbin actually had a good game. I think he's he is improving. He's got a bit of calmness about him and had some really good runs out of dummy half. What did you think, Crazy? Yeah, I mean, I thought they were good. I mean, I think I saw somewhere about Luke Keery with another head knock. I don't know if that's correct. Someone might need to do a bit of research on that one. But if so, that could put him out a couple of weeks with his history. I don't know if I did see something briefly. Yeah, yeah he's, he hasn't been named this week. Drew so, in there, so that could be a problem for them. But I mean... Drew Hutchison can do a job, but obviously he's not Luke Keery. Yeah, I mean so, between Luke Keery and uh, Reese Walsh, the, blo- the blokes get knocked over by a beach ball at this point and oh. have, a, have a head injury issue. So it's concerning. Yeah, it's a shame for him, but I mean, hopefully he can come back and kind of steer clear of those. But I mean, they seem to be just following him everywhere. Oh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting how it does pan out. We will see again two full strength sides run out next week and really show us what they've got. Hopefully with a bit more intent. I do like this concept of having a, you know, a prize, cash prize for the clubs because they're actually taking it seriously, and I think a lot more people have bought into watching it as, well, as a form of that. Um, we'll go into that obviously next, but are you a big fan of it as well, Luki? This preseason challenge? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's the first year it's been like broadcast on Fox, I believe. So 
all the teams used to stream their own games on their websites and you used to have to watch it in like 240p like being filmed by a potato with a a (laughs) random commentator yeah yeah. Yeah. half the streams didn't even have a commentator you just hear the ground announcer just going let's go tigers or something like that so (laughs) it's nice to have a professional yeah it's it's good so yeah big fan that's good and you can bet on it you can bet on us, though. You can bet on the. I didn't even know that. Luke's, Luke's again the, the uh, punting man. So any anything horses are obviously pretty related to your pure over this season. Um, but I think that's about it. A wrap. Anything else you got for us, Fraser? Nah, I think that's covered. And then we'll obviously go in there, Team West for next week. So happy days. Um, next, uh, probably my uh, again most exciting game of the round was the Raiders Doggies game. Um, big takeaways from that is uh, as we touched on, Savage out for eight weeks and. We talked about how thin the fullback line, the fullback options are for the Raiders, and what they do now is it is it going to be purely uh, Jordan Rappaner going back there? What are they going to be doing to fill this huge hole that's going to be there? Uh, but was really impressed by the Dogs overall. They just look clean, organised. Looks like they've been playing together for years. It didn't look like a brand new team, which you know I'd say 30, 40 percent of the team that run out there are. Um, a few of them obviously being old boys coming back in, but. Really, really impressive. Sutton, uh, great to see Joshy Reynolds steering the ship. He should have gone over himself there, got held up for a try. Um, when talking about the burn of that one, costing me some money, but uh, was was a great run by uh, Reynolds overall. Good to see him back. Burns had a really good game at fullback. I don't think he's going to earn a spot in this back line, though. I think he's going to be the, the first backup choice for anywhere from one to five, uh, but was really impressive overall. Happy with all the recruits. Um, and as I've been saying for about... 24 months I'm just excited to see the back end of Waddell as harsh as that is um, if we can <laughs> we'll see how it does pan out but we've got so many options second row it looks like Waddell's got a spot on that interchange bench again next week so I'm not going to let that fire me up but uh, I know we've got more players to come back and slot in what did you boys think of the dogs when can we expect the spray from Jack at Waddell yeah when... uh, look I, I'm trying to, I, w- I want to be the civil one on this podcast I want to be the one that's uh, fairly c- civil um, obviously with all three of us being couch experts I, I want to try and remain neutral and respectful but uh, I was saying it all last year he was uh, he's just a bit hot headed finds an ed- at least one to two errors in him a game and the amount of ed- you know hard edge running forwards we have that he's taken the position of is just astounding like you know it, we, we could have had Dory instead of Waddell who's already strapped better than him so really curious to see but uh, yeah I, I don't I think Davies come from Manly to play with us in that first squad I don't think he'll get a spot um Pele was unreal um bloody huge boy did you boys see the back end of the game when he came on at all yeah oh, I can't say I did. he yeah he just he was only on for 15-20 minutes and bloke put on some huge left foot step weighs 140 kilos or something ridiculous and moving like a freight train so huge left foot step swapped hands offload for his try assist like he yeah i'm very curious to see how where he goes and if he gets a spot but very impressed what about yourself with the doggies luke um is raymond fatala marin a captain now he's the club captain so like he's doing all the off-field all the off-field stuff, all the cultural stuff. Right. Um, Tiger situation. Oh, so we've five, got. Five. Yeah, we talked about this last yeah, week. We so do, you we got, do. you got. Uh, uh, sorry, you've got Marnie and Burton that are the uh, on-field captains. So and then you've right. got yeah, Adokar, um, Kikau, and Fatala Mariner are the other kind of three floating. Weren't they? Weren't Kikau and Adokar like vibe captains? Yeah. 
Spotify. Yeah, putting that, they've got a good playlist together essentially yeah, for got, the boys. They got the Spotify playlist up, so yeah, they, they've got some extra money for a bigger speaker um, <laughs> to go off. Um, um, but yeah, I got, I would hope um, Mariner was captain because I think he's a he's a player that would actually excel with the extra pressure. I feel like he's probably one of the most damaging edge second rowers when he's on his game but sometimes he just he's a bit lazy on the field Mm -hmm. and I feel like with the captaincy he can't hide anymore he'd have to be there and like get involved a lot more so yeah I don't know I don't know about this vibe captain and off field captains and all this crap but you'll definitely be in there I think you'll end up probably being a bench player Jacob uh, Jacob Preston was unreal um, picked him up from the the, no, the Bears, the, the the Rooster system there, and he was probably the best player on the park there for the whole game. Was just hard hitting, crunched everyone in tackles, had the offload game. He's almost like a young Josh Jackson to put up to the likes. But yeah, he had a great game. So yeah, just excited about the squad as a whole. Um, got plenty of depth almost everywhere, which is exciting to say for the first time. I just hope that Seraldo, um Hints away from uh, the likes of Jaden and Corey to <laughs> keep him away from first grade. I hope I hope Corey starts week one. Yeah, uh, we, need starts a, we need a Jack Corey. blow up. Yeah, you'll, ha- you'll have a very early blow up. Watch him, watch him score like a, a hat trick in, <laughs> in the next trial yeah. just from some soft defence and I'll watch he'll be sure. up by 200 plus metres. Uh, I, like I won't even turn up to next week's podcast if he does that. Breaks or something. It'll well, be very good because it'll be the only time he does it for the whole season. He mm. won't do it again. He's a one and done guy, so... Yeah, he had like one breakout game for us last year where he actually ran hard and punched holes when no one else was doing anything and he just held his spot from there. So, um, yeah, Raiders already started to touch on them. Schneider had a great game for a seven. I think they've got really good depth in the six and seven. It's just that one and nine. Like, Danny Levi just isn't the solution there. I know they've still got Tommy Starling and who's the other one coming back? Oh, Zach Wolford's there as well. So, it's really concerning. They have two really key roles in that spine doing nothing. Um, and yeah, they uh, everyone's saying that the Bulldogs ran out a better side, which essentially they did. But yeah, and the Raiders had a good second half. But I just yeah, I wasn't overly impressed. I think the, the dogs kind of put the foot off the gas. Come half time, it could have been a huge blowout. Otherwise, uh, your thoughts on that t- on the Raiders squad, boys? Well, funnily enough, the Raiders have the easiest draw out of every team. They only play. I think it's one or two of the top, last year's top eight twice, and everyone else. They versed like all the bottom teams twice. Shit. So, and of the teams they play twice, I believe they play them. Um, there's some weird mix where they'll play them at home and then some foreign like ground. So like near the so team, yeah, a yeah, neutral where ground. Like, yeah. yeah. Where they do these away things. Yeah. Like playing Darwin or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So apparently their draws really really easy. So it'll be interesting to see. There might be another. You know, make the top eight, which is a bit of a pretender team, will be interesting. I mean, they've, they've got they've got the four pack there. It's just the nine issue. I mean, Trey Mooney's going to slot in there beautifully. Big boy looks bigger than last year, uh, and big 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 redhead Corey uh, Corey Horsburgh as well had a great game. So not concerned about the forwards as, as always. They've got a big pack. They got more players coming back properly and whatnot. But yeah, that back line's going to be the concern. Um, and like you said, if they've got a good draw, hopefully they can <laughs> make the most out of it and mm. for the Raiders fans and not end up with a spoon. So, uh, Anything else to touch on there, boys? No, no I think that's it. Beauty, boys. Uh, got two games to go. The the two Queensland doubleheaders. First one, Cowboys-Dolphins. Uh, do you want to talk us through this one, Lukey? I know you were watching this one closely. Yeah, so 
Dolphins. Um, considering the team they put out now that I mean they haven't got the most the biggest superstars in the comp, but considering the team they put out against a third string Cowboys lineup who had Ben Hampton as captain, <laughs> you'd think they'd have the firepower to at least get over the top of them. Now yeah. they were poor. Milford was poor. Katoa was all right. You can just tell he's just he's green. He he's he's all new to it. He. He doesn't know when to inject himself and where to pull back a bit, so he's a bit all over the shop. Tessie New, thank the heavens, he's left Brisbane, so he can go to the <laughs> Dolphins and be useless there. <laughs> Same with Fizako. I mean, he, he was at Para last year, I believe, I think. No, Titans. 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 Yeah, we were in for him, but didn't get him. That's right. So, those two off the Broncos team, perfect. So... Yeah, nah. O- overall, I mean, it'll be interesting to see this week. They've named all their forwards. So, the Kafusi brothers... No, the Kafusi's there. The Bromwich brothers are there. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go after the new forwards. But they were they were really, really poor. It, it, yeah, it was concerning. Uh, what did you think of it, Frazy? Yeah, I mean, the only upside I saw was Raystone just absolutely snapping blokes. Um, <laughs> obviously... Para cult hero after his double against the Storm last year, um, but yeah, like Luke said, it was just like based on the team they had out. I think we spoke about it as well. We were really intrigued to see how they're basically a first team backline from the Dolphins come out, and yeah, they just weren't really that impressive. I think they got a draw in the end, didn't they? They did, yeah. It was 22 um, all, so it was the first one. But yeah, I mean, touched on you guys both as we, I mean, even I did. I talked about it last week. They've made a shitload of changes next week. Uh, their, their whole starting side, I reckon, what, 12 out of the... Or 11 out of the 13 are actually new players. The only ones still in from last week are Tessie New and Anthony Milford. Everyone else has been pushed off the team. So I'm really curious to Who, actually see Who's their back line? Back line? Uh, I'll talk about it earlier, but you got the Hammer. Uh, Jack Bostock, sorry, is still there. you got Tessie New, Branko Lee, Robert Jennings, Anthony Milford, Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, and then you've got the yeah, the, uh, Bromwich, uh, Marshall King, Nichols, Kafusi, um, Kenny Bromwich, and Tom Gilbert in the back. So the, it's actually a whole new starting lineup outside of two two players. So I think we'll actually get to see a bit more of that experience coming through. You and Ankin had a shock, I can considering how kind of steady he's been the last three four seasons. He's kind of just been a rock, nothing exciting, but he's dropped out of this starting side. So I'm really curious to see who they actually end up choosing. Um, for their back on. Any shocks out of that for you, Lukey? Um, no, not really. I mean, you can't you can't say anyone's been hard done by no. like, getting dropped. Um, interesting, interesting to see how Sean O'Sullivan goes. Obviously, coming from Penrith. Yep. Um, sorry, just about to sneeze. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, coming from Penrith, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, that Penrith team just stuck with talent everywhere. So while he looked like a star. Can he do it? Can he do it in a new system? Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, see. And the only other comment on the Dolphins, what did you boys think about Wayne Bennett and not turning up to any of these trials? Like, he's just not... He hasn't done that but last. Things like such a four power four, move, It's just odd, isn't it's it? Very, it's very odd, especially with a brand new team. You'd think he'd break break the habit and try to... You know, I'm, I'm sure he's there, obviously, Monday to Friday the rest yeah. of the week, but to not turn up for the... He, he did it. He did it with Souths as well when he when he was there. He all preseason stuff would just be left to Demetrio when he was assistant there. Um, 
So I don't know if he's just lazy or what the reason is. There's, there's obviously a tactic behind it, whether it's you know putting onus back on the players and just letting them do their own talking and figuring out what they need to fix. But it's yeah, I mean he's the master coach, so I guess we can't question it yeah. <laughs> too much. And we'll see what happens round one, round two, round three. Um, really curious to see how that pans out in the end. But Cowboys had some good depth. I was pretty impressed with how they did play, considering they had it even probably further tiered tier three team out there I'd say yeah uh, what did you boys think yeah I mean like we touched on last week there's seriously not a that many notable names on that Cowboys lineup. No. so considering who they dished out I thought they did alright who considering... I did notice sorry to jump in was that Taniela Sedrugo he, he was an absolute monster 18 runs for 200 metres used to with ex-rugby sevens player four offloads Bloke's 25, 26 years old, and he was listed. He's listed in their team as a, um, as a, on their team website as a second roller this year. Played prop, and last year was listed as a winger. So the bloke can play anywhere Jesus. on the field, and he's an absolute human. He was just bumping off. You watch his highlights on the uh, Cowboys page, and it's just him bumping blokes for fun. Like just is he in their thirty? Uh yes, he's in the thirty as well. So he's someone I'd be very concerned about. Um, just. Uh, one to watch, should I say, being in that starting side. So, um, any other thoughts from that side there, boys? Any other stats you guys wanted to touch on from that list? I will say Cowboys signed Nanai today until 2027. Okay. So, bit of re-signing news. I mean, that was, they were trying to tie him down from the back end of last year, I think, as well. So, I mean, I never had any doubts he was leaving, to be honest. Or, I mean, I no. always thought he was staying, but it was just a matter of time when. But be interesting to see what kind of coin he is on now because I think he was probably on quite a low contract before this so there was talks all last year hey of him fetching six seven yeah so obviously making the Daly M team of the year as well that's got to boost his price up a little bit yeah just confirm yeah Sadrugo is in their top 30 and they're locked in so they've got no spots left Um, so a few of these guys we won't obviously see again outside the development squad so um, but that's that's really the only takeaway there. Like I said, it's pretty underwhelming. Um, I mean, the only upside from what we've just discovered there is that the whole Dolphins team should be pretty much new next week. So <laughs> no no Wayne Bennett again. But let's see if we see a new a new Dolphins side. Um, and what's the last game of the week? Uh, Lukey, hit us up, mate. Broncos <laughs> Titans. Um, Give us the harsh the harsh take. Surprisingly, not a harsh take. They actually played really good in the first half when they they top team was on the field. Um, Reese Walsh looked really good. He do, he does need to learn, I guess, a sense of timing. Um, he still does have those flashes of youth where the rushes of blood to the head where he would just put a random kick in. Um, there was one in particular where he got the ball back after a set restart and it was tackle two and he just decided to kick the ball and it went dead and cost him seven tackles. So... Look, for all his moments of brilliance, he does have small things he needs to work on. Now, I'm sure he can get there. Um, He's poised for a very, very big year running off Reynolds, if Reynolds can stay healthy, that is. Um, He's not playing this this upcoming weekend's trial because he's got a sore back, so I feel that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But besides that, yeah, the the backs were good. I mean, Cassoni Stairs could potentially get a bit more involved he still has those habits where he's just a bit lazy standing out on his center um doesn't really get drift in field or make himself move 
Um, but yeah, besides that, I was, I, was, I was pretty happy with the performance. Um, I didn't yeah. realise as well with Staggs, he actually had the, was it a bung, both bung shoulders for half the last season after Origin? Apparently his shoulder, and he had to, had to get surgery in the off-season and everything. So apparently that's why, I don't know, potentially a reason why he had a soft finish to last that's what year. He, that's what he seems to put it down to anyways. Basically saying he was playing with one shoulder. Yeah, or trying to say, trying to use that as so. an excuse. So I hope for your sake, Lukey, that it's not an excuse yeah. and he comes in and actually takes some hit-ups because yeah, Fraser and I talked about that last week. He just needs to go in and want the ball from mm. dummy half and demand that he's, he's got the experience, he's got the aura about him that he should just be able to you know, tell Corey to fuck off when he wants to run it up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was really impressed with him, though. Good, good backups. I think you've got the uh, the Eels situation where Billy Walters is kind of a waste in that squad. I don't think he really needs... He's not a nine, and you don't need someone that can back up a six or seven no. purely in your bench spot. You're wasting that, essentially, if you can't cover more than just six, seven, and a half a nine roll. But I think you're pretty solid. you got the forward pack to dominate again. And as long as you've got an injury-free Adam Reynolds, I think you're in for another good year, Lukey. Yeah, fingers crossed. And no, no mid-season self-destruct this time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and no players going on a podcast. Yeah, yeah no one on podcast. Or they can, yeah, they, they, they can come on ours. Unless it's ours. Yeah. Yeah. They can rip in. No one really listens to us yet. Yeah. So we'll, they'll be fine for a while. And then it'll come out in like two years' time. We'll take the attention. When we go up to 100 listeners. And then, then, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, then it'll come out. Someone will share it to Channel 9. <laughs> later on um, but yeah good Titans I was pretty impressed by Titans I mean scoreline showed it pretty even um, Aaron Shop well shoot I'm not really sure how to pronounce it still I know the commenters say shop but um, got bumped a fair bit got driven over the sideline twice I believe Jaden was pretty quiet um, he didn't have a lot of free ball to be fair so I'm not going to be hard on him there um, Khan Pereira had a great game he obviously had that infamous no try at the end of the game um, but did have three line breaks in that hit up um, who else did I have there? Stimson was shifted to prop, who was second row of his whole career up until this trial came, but did really well. Four tackle breaks, nine runs for 90 metres, looked really dangerous. Um, and I think it's probably going to be a better position for him. He looked like he put on a bit more size and just got the go forward they needed when he was on. Um, and Tyson Smoothie, I think this is the big talking point I wanted to bring up because... Um, He's a del- he's, it's in the Broncos side, obviously, but he's in a development player alongside Sailor. Um, there's one spot left in the Broncos 30. He was the Q Cup hooker of the year. Um, and I think if you're going to give a spot to anyone, you, you guys need that a, a good bloody hooker in there. I think you're going to have to give Smoothie the top 30 contract or else you're not going to have a, a solid hooking option yeah. until until round, what, 11, 12, whenever it is. is that, have, have you got much of a thought on Smoothie at this stage? I- Besides the game, I haven't seen much of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Hooker, hooker is a definitely a weak position. Needs needs to be improved on drastically. Because yeah, what's his name? Billy Walters is just not it. He's not up to it. And Corey's got the running game, just not the passing game. And you've yeah. got the forwards to do your running game. I don't think you need a a, a darty nine. You need someone that can give him the ball. Yeah. The quick um, ball. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I've no, no, nothing to add there. I, I totally agree. Nice. And your thoughts on Titans there, Fraz? Yeah, I mean, they've got. You look at the team; they've got a lot of exciting players in there. It's just whether, like, I think obviously their forwards they've got such a good pack, but then when it comes to their defence and their backline, I feel like that's where they struggle a lot. Um, I'm really excited to see Jojo Fafita get a full season in. I think he looked good towards the back end of last year, so. Um, I'm interested to see if he gets a start and if he kind of locks down that wing position or if they move him to the centres or whatever they do there. But 
Yeah, I mean, and then especially with the fullback situation as well, if they play Brims in there, if it's Campbell or... So I think I'm interested to see how they kind of... What they end up doing. pan out, yeah. I mean, their attack was never an issue. They they could score points last year. They averaged, I think, 26, 27 points, and, but their defence was always the issue. They just let it in for fun. They made the doggies look good last year when we were terrible um, at home. So if, you, if, you can't, if they can't fix that issue, I know... Uh, Brimo had a podcast with Bloke recently and said that's been their focus all off-season. Yeah. Um, they signed Brett White in the off-season as well and said that apparently that's going to fix their defence. So, yet to see it. Um, but hopefully they can learn to keep teams, uh, teams you know, under under two, three tries and we'll see more of that next week. So, I think that's a wrap on the reviews, boys. We might just jump in for a quick review of team list. I know we've gone for a good a good solid time at the moment. So, we'll try to wrap, wrap through these quickly. Um, quick, quick list from... You know, we'll just go one to eight really from the uh, from the position on this preseason challenge. You got Roosters and Eagles up the top there, both on fifteen. You got Warriors, Dogs, Sharks, Saints all on fourteen, um, and Penrith on thirteen. So you'd have to say they're probably the only teams that are likely to take it out at this point. Um, it's going to be quite interesting who takes it. I think Penrith could also pip them if no one else gets the bonus points because they're going to absolutely flog the Saints, pre- uh, St. Helens that is, that we're presuming. So uh, really curious how that does pan out and who takes it out. At least, again, it's, it's added that excitement. But game one's Knights versus Eels. Um, I'll quickly open up that team list here. Um, but there is, yeah, again, and a lot of ins and outs. Pretty much every team's their full strength side. We get to see Adam Elliott. Um, Dane Gagai, Dom Young, Caelan Ponga, Lockie Miller, all the boys are back in here. So it is a stronger side than what you and I talked about last week, Bray. So there's, a, there's still there's still hope. There's still hope for the, <laughs> still hope for the, for the Knights fans. Knights. Um, and, yeah, I've talked through the Eels. Who have you got back here? you got Gutho, Brown, Murchie, Hopgood, back Moses, obviously, Penasini and Gillard. Are you excited for this one there, Fraser? I am, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of like the full pack together bar Madison so I mean that should be a good good sign and then seeing Dory actually get the start based on his yeah. his impressive game against Penrith this past weekend so I mean that could be his I mean we throw it out there a lot like the audition kind of thing but this could be just to see how he goes to see if he actually locks that second row spot down especially while Madison's out because I imagine he might slip in there when he comes back yep. but other than that I'm going to have to see how Hodgson goes as well with um with the forwards, with um, with Campbell Gillard and Junior. Junior in there, yeah. Um, obviously all experience there, so see how they roll off each other, and then Hodgson with um the halves with Dillbags and Moses as well. So, yeah, I'm just excited. Should be more exciting. Yeah, you got you got a good game as well. You got Lumi Lumi there, still back on the wing. So really curious to see how it pans out, uh, and let's see how this. Ponger at six experiment goes. Yeah. Um, is there any thoughts on that one from your side, Lukey? Ponger at six? Is it the no. solution? Oh, I don't know what can cure Newcastle. Just... <laughs> <laughs> They've got this plague, don't they? Yeah, they. I don't know. I don't know if it's in the new coach. I don't know. I don't know what they need. It's just, yeah, nothing Nothing looks good. They need, they need the owners to sell. They need upper house to clear out. And they need a new coach, I yeah. think, at this stage. So... Um, and to not put all their eggs in the Ponga basket. Let's hope Ponga proves everyone wrong and stops going into toilet cubicles and <laughs> keeps his head on for this season. But he does seem like um, a bit like on the, the Kiri situation. He does seem like a... He's a rogue beach ball away. Yeah, from, uh, he's, he's not far away from, from head knocks. So 
probably have to keep an eye on that one as well. He needs to, to just get more than 16 games out of the year. He needs to be up in that 20, 23, whatever. Like, he just yeah. can't afford to be out for him. Um, but that's really it for that game. That's on, what time's that? Friday, 5, 6 o'clock. Uh, I've got Roosters, Eagles. Again, pretty much full teams running out. Schuster and Cooper. There's no Daly. There's no Tommy Turbo. Um, in regards to Roosters, pretty much... Not too much changing there. You've got uh, Teddy and Suwali coming back in, Tupo as well. Corey Allen's getting a run at centre after leaving the Doggies. So um, Jackson Polo has been named at the other wing, though. So I think this is pretty close to a full-strength side. You mentioned Kiri out with a bit of a head knock, um, but not too much. I mean, I think this is almost going to be around one side for both. Still no Jake Jaboyevich either. No, Jake's there. Jake's up Jake there in prop. Oh, he's playing prop. Yeah, he's in at prop. Um, so he's might get locked that in. You got Sean Kepi at lock. That'll be interesting to see if they shift that around. But and yeah, Josh Alloway on the extended reserves. I think he had a great end of last year. So really curious to see how that pans out. And uh, yeah, Jake Turpin on the extended for Roosters. So I think Roosters should come away with that one. Um, with what's on paper, Cheese is still there at hooker. So if they play anything like they did last week, it should yeah, be fine. definitely. Um, Dragons, Bunnies, who have we got here? We've got yeah, Latrell's back. Isaiah Tass, Tyrell Sloan's taking that Dragons fullback spot. Benny Hunt's back. Do you reckon the Dragons can do something to the, the Bunnies here, Lukey? I actually think the Dragons, if anyone's having a punt, are the better of the round. Now, you reckon? After is, saying they got the spoon. This is after me abusing them yeah, yeah. a second ago. Now, the reason being, they're playing in... Mudgy, I believe, and it's meant to be about 40 degree weather. I think it's meant to be really, really hot. Um, yeah, mudgy, yep. And that South team, I mean, you got Latrell coming back from his injuries, yep. You got Cody Walker, all the all their key players, they all want to be kept in Cotton Wolf for round one. Now, the Dragons, on the other hand, they don't have an opponent round one. They've got the bye. Ah, so they don't mind going a bit harder so and they testing don't mind, combos out. Exactly. So there's a good chance a lot of these Dragon players are going to be playing a lot more minutes than what the Souths players will be. Yeah. So And they're both essentially out of contention for this preseason challenge as well. They're yeah. both on, like the yeah, Bunnies are on one point, Dragons are on zero. So yeah. I think Bunnies will throw the towel in and take it. It's a good shout. So, yeah, let's say it gets to 50 minutes and even if Souths are up by six... You'd trust, if the Dragons hold their full team on, that they might be able to just steam over the top of them late. So, look, not saying put the house on it, but a couple of spare dollars. You got the odds there for us, Luke? You want yeah. to up on your phone? They're, they're about $3.60 off the top of my head. Yeah, not bad. Jeez. It's a good shout. Well, there you go, punters. Uh, three sixty about for the Dragons bunnies. He's confirming now, but we'll jump onto the Panthers-St. Helens game. Um, due to time. Um, 375. 370. They're pushing out as we speak. So, to make the most of punters, maybe wait another day and they'll bow out to 475 yep. for us. But um, Panthers, St. Helens, we've already talked about this. I think Panthers absolutely obliterate. This is going to be their trial run with their first full squad. I think they won't want to leave too much on the table in terms of testing out any new strategies, concepts that they do have. Um, you've got Hosking there at second row. Luke's already touched on him coming over from the Broncos and... Saints running out essentially the same squad so very curious to see how this pans out sad to see Maverick Guy not on the interchange bench um, but I'm excited to see Spencer Lenu back as well what are your thoughts there Spence? 
Jeez, Spencer in you. Far out. He's like the hottest property at the moment as well. Especially your, your doggies are circling him, I think. They're circling, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Hosking and Garner playing together because obviously Garner came from the from the Tigers. Yep. Um, so I feel like that could be up for grabs to see who starts next to Martin when Lee Martin comes back. He's back, yeah. Um, but other than that, jeez, the Penrith team's good. It's just obviously no Dylan Edwards, but you got a pretty handy replacement there with, with Stephen Crichton there. It's interesting seeing Crichton at fullback and Taruva in the centre as well after they're they both, have... you know, essentially the opposite roles. So I, I hope Crichton gets a, a bit of a, a lock in at fullback here. Is there any news on Dylan Edwards there, boys? Any, is there no, injuries I, or anything around that, anything. you know? I'm assuming they're resting him, but you'd think if they were resting people, they'd rest. They'd rest um, Cleary as well and maybe Isaiah Yo and all that. So... Um, see what you can find. Oh, this is an Yeah, there's nothing. Is it? There's no injuries, so I'm not sure if he's just having a break. Uh, maybe they're not running out everyone. Maybe he's got a niggle. Maybe after um, winning the, the Clive Churchill, he's he wants he's had an extra day, an extra week off. Oh, well, I'm excited to see Crichton at fullback. Anyway, good test run for what 52 weeks from now when we see him <laughs> in the dog's colours in the next preseason trial. Not, not that you're counting or anything. No, no, no. I'm not counting down to my uh, hopes and dreams. Um, but Broncos, Cowboys, Lukey. Um, have you had a look at this team list yet, mate? Yeah, so Cowboys playing fullback, so that'll be interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them rotate a couple of blokes there, just in case Reese Walsh does go down during the year. Yep. I know Herbie Farnsworth's been pretty vocal that he wants to crack at the number one spot eventually. Wow. So he um, looked good in the, last week as well. He looked ready to fire. Yeah. He obviously had that. What did he have? Was it the ankle at the end of last year? It was an, something random. Or a knee or something? Or? It wasn't it me. Might it was some, might have been a shoulder. It was a, ra- a yeah, it was a random body part. It wasn't as common, but he was yeah, he was out for a while. But he looked really good last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does get a run here. And I'm, I'm, it's inevitable. Reese Walsh will be out for at least five, if not ten weeks of the year. So I'm sure he'll get a yeah. crack there. Because um, Cobo's, uh, it is rocks and diamonds. Still, he's, he'll still have three, four errors in his game, but can score a hat trick and run the length of the field mm. if he wants to. So. Uh, I'm very curious to see if he can take that out of his game. It'll come with age and maturity, obviously, but you obviously want it to be a bit sooner than later, don't yeah. you, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> um, 100%. Um, besides that, pretty stock standard forward pack. Paddy Carrigan comes back. Um, he He's actually so huge for the team. I mean, he sets the defence. He's, he's the solid, one, isn't he? He's the one chirping. He's the one getting them up. Um, so he's he's in back can got be. a great rig on him as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a good-looking boy. Yeah. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I do think that Cowboys team has, has the edge on us um, just because of how they performed last year and um, what, the, what they've shown, I guess, even with their reserves in the trial. They've got that, that unity and strength in their defence that Todd Payton's basically built into the culture of the club. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do think they will prove too strong, but uh, a good showing from the Broncos, and I'll have a bit of hope for round one. You've got a pretty much full strength Cowboys side coming out too, so I'm. I think this is going to be probably the game of the round. They both are playing for. Both playing. Our oh, Cowboys are really out of contention with only six points from last week, but yeah, your Broncos are in seven as well. I think it could be a really good game. I think both. I mean, there's always fireworks between the two when you play. It's another inter Queensland rivalry yeah. game. I expect it to be good, high volume, high caliber footy, but it's a matter of where it pans out and who gets these runs at the end. And, and hopefully no injuries. Hopefully no injuries for both, because both have plenty of 
yeah, plenty of players that are very uh, crumbly, to say the least. So, um, that game's Saturday, 8.55. We go on to the Sunday games. Warriors Storm is the first one there. Uh, another with huge ins. Both teams swapping out 12, 13 players. Xavier Coates is back um, in, I think, the extended list there. Is Elsie Katoa playing for Melbourne? Uh, he is. He's named at 12. That was a big pick-up for them. So I think that's the big... Yeah, that is a big pickup, like you said. Um, Coach is on the extended bench list. So I'm sure he'll get a run there. They've obviously thought bigger Will Warbrick. Grant Anderson, I don't think we saw last week, so I'm curious to see how he, he plans out. Young Tottenham with Pia potentially locking down a centre role there. And they're trying out Nick Meany at fullback over yeah. Fire Longo. So curious to see how that changes over. I think I think Fire Longo got hurt. He got hurt, did he? At the end of the game, I think he was... I remember. I think I read. I was on the radio. Why I think. Not I think. Two major. Hopefully. Yeah. I think he's out for uh, just like the oh, preseason. Yeah. Hopefully that's the case. We get to see Charles first time at fullback. Um, so that's going to be a really good test. Uh, we're keeping obviously with uh, Tamari Martin, but we got Sean Johnson in over Metcalf. Uh, Dylan Walker's on the 14 spot and Metcalf's extended reserve. So Dylan Walker's one I'm really keen to see out there running about a bit more, seeing if he can do what he did for Manly last year, come on, play 20, 30 minutes, a really mm. top-tier footy and make that impact for them. It's that... such an interesting signing, isn't it? Signing yeah. a utility. You, you've signed someone to specifically play 14 and with the idea he's never going to start, which is just, yeah, crazy. But I, he's... I don't know, what, do you guys know what money he got signed for? If it was just the only contract he had? Because I know Manly have too many, you know, utility options to keep him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've... I've no idea what no recollection nah. I'm keen to see hopefully Toru Harris get a full year out of him if they can get a full season out of him at the back I think they're going to need what he needs Mitchell Barnett as well over from the Knights I think it's huge um, bit of action here in the Roy today with the sirens <laughs> better, better than the lightning we had last week oh it is yeah <laughs> it's probably just been the same background noise as it, last it week it would be uh, but yeah any other comments there boys any, anyone else you're excited to see Harry Grant's obviously there this week as well so it'll be good to see him back in action and Money and Hughes too no it's it looks pretty close to the Warriors full, full team full there. So. Yeah. Let's have a look at this Tigers-Raiders game. That's Sunday, 2.55, 3 o'clock. We'll, we'll put down Rappner's getting that fullback spot as predicted. Uh, you've got Whiten and Foggy there in the halves. The talks of Whiten potentially shifting to the centres or fullback as well. Showing getting a bit more of action there. And they've got enough halves depth that we talked about. They're just missing that one depth. So if they can swap that out keep Rappin on a wing then have Kotrick back as well so this is going to be a much stronger Raiders side I've got Papa Lee back still got Levi as their first choice nine at the moment uh, Starling's in their extended reserves so really curious to see how this pans out uh, not too many changes from Tigers you've got Dane Laurie back um, Dewey I got... do notice they don't have their, their brand new skipper in there either who's that? Um, Coruscant was named captain I don't know if it was Today ah. or yesterday? But yep, yep. I want to get your your guys' thoughts on that because I mean, what he was only a couple of months ago, he was basically shit talking the club, but now they've made him captain. Yeah, I'll give so. him a break. He was what he was. He would have been definitely still well and truly uh, on, on the pierce at that yeah. point. He would. Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been at the hungover stage yet. But I mean, to be fair, the team that it's a very different team to what is oh to, to what it is now. So yeah. I'm sure he had. I like Happy, but it's just interesting to see. Kind of I guess they've, the ta- they've taken the the the, uh, the issue head on, haven't they? They're yeah, like, you know what? If he's going to talk shit, we'll make him the captain and see if he can turn turn yeah, shit around. That's yeah. He can he can prove it. prove himself yeah. wrong. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him though as captain, is it? So I think if they if they're playing poor, it's all going to go <laughs> yeah. back to Appy being like, hang on, you thought these boys were shit and you can't turn him around. Yeah. Yeah. So 
with a with a stacked team, I, mean, yeah, I, I think my biggest call of the year is Papa Lee to go back to his Warriors ways and just kind of dwindle. Wow. I don't, I don't think he's going to be as effective on that edge. Uh, the, I mean, both edges for the Eels have always been synonymously amazing, regardless of who it is. You've, you've got so much speed and and affluence from Moses and Dylan Brown there to get quick, good ball to your edge runners. I don't think you're going to get that from the likes of Dewey and Brandon Wakeham if they're going to choose him at seven. Is that their first choice seven? I thought Brooks Oh, Brooks. Yeah, be, Brooks isn't back yet, but... It'd be interesting. He's not even on the extended bench either. So. No, I thought they would at least want one runner with Dewey and, and Brooks there. Um, but it's going to. Be, I just don't think they're going to get the same ball out there. Um, Dewey's going to be a lot more running there rather than hitting hedges. So, and what Dewey's on the left. Do you reckon Papa Lee is going to play left or right for these boys? Um, he was, on the he was right, right for us, Eels. So. I don't know whether that they'll swap him. It looks like they might have. Yeah, I yeah. think they might have because obviously they've got Bateman coming. I don't know when he's coming, touching down. But so he's apparently only just got cleared for his visa. Oh, so he has got cleared? Yeah, I saw uh, a headline saying the, the issue's been a $47 like police check or something mm. with his visa. He just hadn't finished that or that hadn't been cleared. So um, typical poor... Uh, administration yeah. <laughs> by the Tigers um, but I think Raiders run away with this and if Raiders do win this I think it's lights out for the Tigers at this point yeah. they're only missing what two players and three players and I don't think yeah my other call is I don't think that uh, old mate that we just talked about <laughs> coming back from the UK Bateman I'm blanking we've, we've been talking a while ba- I don't think Bateman's going to come back and he think the player he wasn't okay well, was so camera, I think yeah. it's going to be Lights out there. Um, that is a doubleheader. It's a uh, Belmore second game at Belmore's. The doggy sharks, pretty much full t- full strength team coming back. There's about six seven different players from last week when apparently we had our best team out there. So um, big changes here. We get to see Tavita. We get to see Kickow. Uh, we get to see Matty Burton together there with Flanagan after a full preseason, and you get Ado Car back. So very curious to see Hayes Perham in fullback. His Defense was a bit worrying in that All-Stars game, but his attack was pretty steady, so not concerned there at the moment. But it should I, be a good game there. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, especially with how hyped up A, Hines is. Um, even I'm wrapping him up as still an unreal player, and B, the fact this is pretty much the full-strength Shark side. So if we can put a number on them, whether it's at home, whether it's an even game, whatever it is, if we can keep up with them, it's going to give us a lot of confidence going into round one. Um, Definitely. We've seen diverse Sharks of pretty much every preseason every year, so it's usually a good measure up of how we're going to go for the year as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not yeah, not too worried there. I've already whinged about Waddell at 17. At least with this extended bench, he's actually going to get a chance to play on, like, round one. But, yeah, we'd love to see anyone else in there. Preston, Skelton, Tapin. Um, yeah, I mean, if we get Caleb Rajab on there to have a run at fullback at some point, whatever it's going to be. And obviously Pele, as we talked about. What are your thoughts on this one, boys? I mean, it's good match, good matched-up game there. I mean, both exciting teams. I'm really excited to see how the dogs kind of turn out, obviously with all the pickups they brought in and the impact, see how Flanagan, Burton and Marnie kind of combine together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it should be a really good... Got some good games lined up this, on the weekend, so back to, everyone back to full strength, so should be a good one. Happy days. And last one, Lukey, for you, mate. Dolphins-Titans, uh, what are we excited for here? We've obviously got a full full deck of new team from Dolphins coming out. We get to see the Hammer, Sean O'Sullivan, as you touched on, and we get to see Kieran Foran back for, for Titans. Who do you reckon pips this one? Um, 
Gee, this is this is the pits, isn't this it? This is it is. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, I knew you would. Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. I think I think most people will be switching to maths at this point of the <laughs> night and watching that instead. Sunday seven PM. Yeah. We're turning the Xbox on, we're turning yeah. the, the, the footy. Um it's yeah, it's there's not much to talk about. I think it's just gonna be figuring out, like we talked about earlier, who's gonna get that number one spot, uh, who's gonna partner Kieran for and if it is Tanner Boyd, which it looks like. Uh, but other than that I think it'll just be nice to see how the full, I guess this will be the full Dolphin squad run out. So, uh, but that's pretty much a wrap. But the only last thing is obviously Luke's little quick segment. What tips do we have for the weekend, mate? If you cool. got them ready for us, mate? I do. We can put them up on the uh, the Instagram page as well. Um, <laughs> Luke's then expert tips. Luke's experts yeah. tips. I, uh, and what's your Twitter handle for the followers as well, Lukey? It is just my name. So it's L Hovenessian. So if you search that into Twitter... If you've got an Armenian background, you'll yeah. nail that one. Yeah, so... We'll, 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 There's we'll, not too many Hovhannessians floating I'm, about. I'm not going to sit here going, hey, <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll add it. We'll, I'll add it to the, uh, the the milkshake link on uh, on the Instagram, so it's in there too. Then, then oh, you have the direct link. How that? So you can have the direct portal. Um, but yeah, the, the Instagram is NRL Bunker Boys. I think it's the same on TikTok, is it? Yeah, it is. NRL Bunker Boys, check that one out. Um, we'll start posting some more content there and little snippets of this. Uh, but that's about it. Do you want to talk us through those tips, Luke? And cool. we'll wrap up. So at Rose Hill, it is um, Hobart Bill Stakes Day. So a Group Two day of racing throughout the card. So it's actually about four Group Ones, including the Silver Slipper, which is one of the main leadings leadings to the Golden Slipper a bit later on in the autumn. Yep. Um, but we're going to start off race three, number eleven, Insurrection. Um, it's about $4.50 at the moment. Um, Michael Freeman trained. Brett Preble jumps on board. Um, actually, one last start. It actually blitzed um, a BM72 grade at Randwick. Um, and he, before that, he had actually trialed really well. Um, so from barrier three, put himself nice up on the pace. Um, should get a soft lead. There's not too much pressure coming from its outside. Um, and if the truck's playing fair, we should get a very good sight. Um, and then for the people that don't mind a bit of value, like Jack, doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> has to be over $5 minimum, yeah. 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 So we're going to... Let me just get the race up. Uh, we're going to race six, the Millie Fox. This is one of the other group twos. And we're looking at Electric Girl, um, number one. So it's trialed recently in impressive fashion. Um, Zach Lloyd jumps on board. It's drawn soft once again. Should land up close to the speed. Um, and look, come Saturday, I believe it's meant to be sunny for the rest of the week. Hard, fast deck will favour those up on pace. So another one to keep an eye on. There you go. We've got uh, in the horse's mouth, I believe we call it. <laughs> so uh, there we, we've got the inside info. Um, that's a wrap this week on the Bunker Boys. Thanks for uh, coming up to the uh, the pad today. New hosting location. We'll wait and see. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Have Cheers. a good week. See ya.